Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we bring in the return of... Now, I am not alone. My co-host, of course, Brother Dave, will be asking me 15 questions. I have three minutes to do my intellectual, in-depth promo on every question that he gives me. This is going to be a fun time, folks. Strap in. Welcome to our series on Sons of Mind, and now your host, AJ O'Seal. How the hell is everybody out there? This is your boys! So, brother, from the same exact color, I am AJ O'Seal, and first joined here by Brother Dave. And right off the top, I've got to ask, Brother Dave, are you feeling any better from last week? You were a little... You were a little rambunctious last week. You you were a little assertive <laughs> in in your a little bit. I'm good. We're good. We're back. We're good. Everything's we're good. cool. We're cool. We're cool. I, uh, I we're, checked, cool. <laughs> we're cool. We're cool. I checked out your most recent uh, video on your Deceived Dave YouTube channel. Your final review of Godfall, and you were aggressive oh. there. So it appears you've had a bad week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were quite He's perturbed. <laughs> Which came first? Did you do that video and then my show or my show and then that video? What order did that oh, fall shit. in? The age old question, huh? Yeah, check it out. Uh, I'm trying to see which pissed you off first. Was it did you get pissed off by the game and then put that shit on me, or did I get you pissed off and then you put it on your channel? I feel I think the video came out before the pod. I really don't remember, to be honest okay. with you. <laughs> the point is, is you were consistently frustrated with a lot of shit going yeah, on. Yeah, last week was a, it was a spicy week. For it sure. was a spicy week. But tonight, episode tonight. 169. 169. We bring to all of you the return of the well-received lightning round. Now, I already explained it in the directions, folks. It's 15 questions. This time around, I have no idea what the questions are. Uh, the last four lightning rounds, I played with myself. And uh, that, uh, <laughs> I did well with those episodes, but tonight I anticipate a much more fun atmosphere. We're going to laugh. We're going to tell some jokes. We're going to tell some stories here. <clears throat> and it's 15 questions that my co-host here, Brother Dave, will be laying upon me here today. I will be wowing all of you with my intellect, charm, humor, wit, all of the things that have made me the man I am today. He will be on full display here today. And, uh, of mm. course, accompanied by the great hosting skills of Brother Dave. Now, before we get into these questions, I have to ask, what kind of homework are we talking about here? How in-depth did you go for these 15 questions? Are you trying to stump oh, me no. on this? Are we what? you bro Are, are you, you trying to stump me on these commercials? I mean, commercials. These questions... No, they're just qu no. There's nothing like 
There's no brain busters in here. It's just questions about <laughs> you and wrestling and stuff like that. Just your thoughts on stuff. It's nothing, it's like question, it's nothing insane. Question one. A train leaves from Chicago at 4 p.m. And then he's, That's <laughs> it, man. <laughs> if he travels 45 miles an hour on the East Track. Oh, shit. I remember those mm-hmm. questions back in the day. Okay, so uh, before we do, just real quick, I want to let everybody know that next week... Uh-oh. We are live, brother. We are live we are. yet again, December 19th, 7 p.m. on the official uh, Facebook page of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. We will be live with our part two, our sequel of Xmas Extravaganza as fuck here. Or Xmas as fuck extravaganza, excuse me. I, I named it and I forgot it. It's the Xmas as fuck extravaganza part two. And uh, Alao will be joined by you, of course, and a surprise oh. third guest uh, who Ooh. will be joining us. Possible fourth if we can get some scheduling together because I want to get a lot of uh, people involved with this one. Of course, you guys can join us live by going on the Facebook page. Uh, I have a, uh, another announcement here. Just hit the wall this morning here. About 10.18 exactly, I got confirmation because I put in for this a while ago. I actually forgot all about it, so I was surprised this morning. Uh, this is the first new episode that will be airing live on Pandora. Orsini's Uncensored Ooh. Mind is now available for you subscribers to Pandora. You can now listen to our show. I actually placed the link uh, on the Facebook page if you guys want a direct link. But if you do the, the old search there on Pandora, you'll be able to hear my and Brother Dave's silky smooth voices get all perturbed and spicy about wrestling topics and the like. Uh, I already have like a whole list of um, platforms that I'm on, which is on the description of every video. I'm on the I'm on the Google Music and the iTunes and all that other stuff, iHeartRadio, and now Pand- Pandora has joined the family. I'm happy to finally be a Pandora was the first place I tried to get on. I legit this is how new I was when I started this. I thought I could just be on Pandora. Like that no, makes I, sense. I literally was just like, yeah, I'm gonna try to put my show on because you want your show where everyone's gonna hear it. So I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go there first. That's the one that I actually listened to at the time. And they were like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, nah, kid. Go get your weight up first. Then come back. Yeah, so now my weight is very girthy. And they're like, all right, yeah, come on in. It was with your girth. Oh, you went in there swinging it? Yeah, I put it on the (laughs) desk. Now, it it still took a few months. I forgot. Because Podbean, what happened was, is that my end to Pandora was that Podbean had uh, established a relationship. So they were like, hey, if you fill out this application and they, they dig it or whatever, they might add you to, uh, to Pandora. So I was like, fuck it. I wasn't doing shit. I filled it out. And then I forgot all about it. And then this morning they were like, yes, welcome to Pandora. Here is your link. And I was like, wow. Nice. I opened up the hey, email man, and it, my dude. phone lit up like <clears throat> heaven. So new platform, new area for people to hear our shit. So here we are. And you guys are right on time because it's Christmas season. And it's time Christmas. for the lightning round. All right, Brother Dave, the floor is yours. I have the clock in front of me. Uh, so what we're going to do here is you, you said it was up to me on what I wanted to do. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to go ahead. Every time you read the question, I will then begin the clock. Now, the clock has a five-second little bump just to let the viewers know that exactly when the clock's going to start. And then there's a buzzer that goes off with a 10-second overtime for when the clock expires. Same rules as before, ladies and gentlemen. I have three minutes to get my shit off my chest, and no longer 
Now, I used to challenge myself. I used to pick topics that I know I will rant on. But I limit myself, obviously, to the three minutes, so it gets challenging. So let's see what you came up with here. I will select a random number. Dave has his questions all lined up, 1 through 15. I will select a random number. He will give me the question that correlates to that number. So that's how we're going to do this. So I'm going to go ahead and select right out of the gate because I'm feeling great. Uh, Lucky number seven. I'm going to go ahead and start with lucky number seven. Okay, okay. And uh, see what you get there. All right, so you read the question and then the numbers go off and you start going. That's correct, yes. Good enough. All right. So, again, guys, <clears throat> nothing crazy, nothing controversial, just some questions for him to answer, some about himself, some about wrestling. About just myself. get his thoughts oh, on it. We're going to be good. All right, so let's do this. What good – oh, this is – you know what? This is the one that I thought was the, the, the most interesting one, and it's so funny that you picked that one first. <laughs> this one might be tough for you, okay? This, this might be the most with, controversial right? one. Oh, boy. All right? Uh-huh. Are you ready? I'm good. This is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. Oh, my God. And I've, I've, <clears throat> I've raised a child, so let's go. All right. All right, boys. You ready for this one? Here we go. <laughs> what good, in all caps, advice can you give to someone who is trying to get into the business? But hold on. Mm-hmm. You cannot say anything Negative. <laughs> you so, have to be completely positive. Don't warn them about a fucking thing. Just be completely okay. Buddy. Just be the most <laughs> encouraging human being you've ever been in your life. And I know you guys listen to this pod. This is not going to be easy for him, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Only positive. Don't spin any Only negativity. Only positive. Whatsoever. Okay. All right. Only positive. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. And we'll start the lightning round off of this. Next would be just going. Okay. Okay, so the question he laid on me is I have to come up with this a, a positive form of advice uh, for people getting into the business. Ah, okay, so positive advice. It's one of the – listen, the, the, the best thing that I could say about the business, it's a, it's a drug. And I know that sounds negative on the surface, but it is a drug. There is something about – um, putting in the time, putting in the effort, doing the training, because that's where all the negativity, you know, you always say, listen to the show, there's always that negativity. That's where most of the negativity usually comes from for me. It's it's the course of training. It's how you get trained. It's who's training you. But when it all works out, right, all the planets aligned, you, you took the time and effort to put in the, uh, to, to get good at it. You got the right trainers, the right people looking out for you. Gear is looking beautiful. There's, first of all, there's nothing like putting on a fresh, a fresh pair of good gear, right? When it's really freshly mm. made and the streams, the, the st- all the patches are on and your name's on it and you're looking shiny and then you all, and you're in shape. So you are old up. You're just looking like a professional wrestler. There's something about that. that just kind of gets the juices flowing and something about going through that curtain that that's the drug part. You know, you got to get in there and you got to have the match. But if there's, you know, if anybody ever asked me and they're like, well, what is, what are like the, the 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 best parts of being a professional wrestler? It's pretty much that. I mean, you people really underappreciate the power of adrenaline. 
You know, you hear these stories of like when Triple H tore his quad that he finished the match. You know, guys getting concussions and still kicking out and trying to finish. And there is something about being in that ring, feeling the audience, whether they're booing you or they're cheering you, that just it, there's a, a different level of physicality as a human being you hit. There's something about being in that ring that's just magical. Outside of it, you know, you got to refocus every time so that you can adjust back to real life. But if you're looking for a positive spin on why would someone want to get into this business, it would be that. I mean, if I could if I could bottle that feeling up and give it to... I've had the privilege of walking through the curtain, going to the ring, being surrounded by over a thousand people, all cheering and chanting my name. That's an experience I will never, ever fucking forget in my entire life. And if there was ever a reason for people to be like, well, I want to do this, but what's the light at the end of the tunnel? It's fucking that. You know, my brother, who's the co-host of my show, has seen me stand in the ring with a bunch of people cheering for the shit that I'm saying. So he 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 will be able to tell you right there that, you know, I, that's the reason I do all this. Jesus Christ, you know how often I'm up at night and up early in the morning to do what I have to do just for those two minutes to just be in the ring and just be regaled by the people. You know, if you want a positive spin on things, that would be it. Do it for the people. Don't do it for the rock. Do it for the people. That's, that's All right, now give somebody this. advice. Something good. One, one tip. That is the advice. <laughs> Focus on that. That is the advice. Because <clears throat> okay. anything, okay. any, anything, anything else that I will tell you, because because the, the follow up question. Focus is on the main, adrenaline rush. Yeah, focus on the main goal that you want to attain. That adulation, that adrenaline rush, that feeling of going through the curtain. That's your goal, because that's the only reason you're doing this, folks. You're not getting paid a lot of money to do this. You're just not. That's really. The, it's really the only positive thing about this business is that adulation <laughs> and going through that curtain and being an important person, even if it's for five minutes. I mean, that's what you're really working for. All right. Number, what you got? All right. So that was seven. I'm keeping track in front of me. So let me see. I got you. Uh, we went with good with seven. Let's go with the bad 13. <laughs> 13. All right. Uh, this one should be pretty simple. Hopefully something nice comes out of it. Craziest travel story you've been you've been around a lot different states doing some wrestling gigs here and there what is like the gnarliest thing you've seen or you've experienced while being on on these road trips holy shit okay uh da, 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 da. i gotta think okay let me push the button first and foremost yep, press the button let's go lightning round <laughs> okay so Craziest road story. I have two. I have two. One hilarious, one probably even more hilarious than the other. Uh, one slightly hilarious because it was hilarious to me, not the other person. Uh, we. I was on a road. It was about f four people in the car. I'm driving. Uh, should I name names or should I like, I shouldn't probably I shouldn't do whatever you want. It's your show, baby. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so uh, I'm in the car, I'm driving, I got uh, another buddy of mine, I, for the life of me, can't remember his name, but the most important, oh, I think it was Mike Law, I'm not sure, but I know in the car also was AJ Pan uh, and his mom, who uh, about a year or so ago, maybe two years, passed away, uh, but she, this was uh, years ago, so she was in much better condition, uh, and they were in the car, and, and uh the mom came to shows because she helped out at the shows, ticket taking, concessions, shit like that. Oh wow, and, damn, and, that's uh, nice. Yeah, and he and uh, AJ was a um, a manager. He's still a manager. I was ring announcer at the time, 
but I was the only one. I was, you know, I spent a lot of career, a lot of years of my career being the only adult in the room. So I had, I'm <laughs> always the one with the car. I'm always the one with whatever. So I, I was transportation here, and that whole car ride, it must have been. Where did we go? I, I live in Brooklyn. He lives in Queens. I drove up to Queens. Got him. Mike's also in Queens. So we got that together. But we drove from Queens, uh, like Astoria, Queens. Uh, if you're not familiar from New York, it's like Western Queens. Uh, and to Deer Park, Long Island for an FTW show. So that was about, I want to say we're on the road an hour and a half, maybe two hours because of traffic. And when I tell you this woman spoke about every dirty little secret this motherfucker had throughout his childhood. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being absolutely truthful i mean bedwetting everything bro like we learned his whole life story on that card getting caught with a girl in the house everything dude everything and she told us all these secrets under the guise of the fact that he's supposed to be this heel manager she just thought it was hilarious so she told all these stories <laughs> that shit was crazy 90 minutes bro the worst it must have been a nightmare for him and, oh uh, my god! Every every like every friend's worst nightmare is to have their yeah. mom tell them all their stuff. Yeah. And I got like twenty seconds left, so just real quick, the second story, the trip, uh, our first trip to Texas, where a buddy of mine and I will name his name, Joe Bullrog, uh, got all the way to Texas just to get cock blocked, or he was doing the cock blocking, I should say. I got Ooh, two guys that went to Texas, one guy who was making some headway, the other one cock blocked him. Boy, let me tell you, that's a long ride home with a cock blocker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Fucking, Next number, let's I'm go. What do we got? Heard it all the way back to the city, boy, I tell you. All right. Uh we'll stay in that area. We'll go with number three. Number three. All right. So we got Compare wrestling scenes between the states you worked in. Man, you are just picking these in like almost the perfect order. Okay, <laughs> compare, compare wrestling the scenes? wrestling scenes between the states you worked in. So I know you've been to Connecticut. I know you've been to Texas. I know you do some work yeah. in New York. I'm sure there's other places you've been in. Like, uh, what do you think about about them each in comparison? And which one do you kind of favor? Or you wish you could do now? Okay, let's see. All right, so right off the bat, uh, of all the audiences that I have been in front of them, my favorite audience to perform in front of in any facet, wrestling, ring announcing, because ring announcing, a lot of it is back and forth reaction. Like you need to, as a ring announcer, there's a certain tempo, there's a certain way that the audience is supposed to react to what you're saying. And depending on the audience, sometimes they'll bite on shit, sometimes they won't. My favorite audience that I've ever worked in front of my entire life is Connecticut. That's my favorite because they are, to me, wrestling fans. They know their role, and they know how to play the game. Know your role. They cheer the baby faces. They boo the heels. They follow along with my cadence as a ring announcer. They enjoy the show as a show. They're not trying to book the show in their heads. They're not trying to, oh, that guy should have went over. Or, Where is this guy? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's going to sound ironic, and you want to talk about controversial. This is probably the most controversial thing I'll say all show. New York is the worst. New York has the worst fans. I so just just of pure uh, population, I could see that being no. It's the not fact. the it's the type. Yeah, the, well, if that's what you meant, I'm sorry, but yeah, the type of population. No. These motherfuckers. 
New York wrestling fans, and I'm trying to say this as nice as possible, even though it's not going to come out nice. New York mm-hmm. wrestling fans at this stage of wrestling in 2020 is just a litany of backyarders and failed athletes that are just jealous of the people that made it. It's all that it is. It's everybody who was a fan, who was such a fan, they decided, let me try it, failed at it because they suck and they're not good at it, but they still go to the shows just to beef and to mock and to make fun of all the people who have the talent to actually do it. I don't know how many times I'm at a wrestling show and it doesn't matter what borough I'm in, Manhattan, Bronx, Brooklyn, it doesn't matter. There's always a section of wrestlers who did not get booked who are just at the show just to fuck with the show. Happens all the fucking time. And as a performer, it fucks with you. And it's a pain in the ass. But they don't care because they didn't get booked anyway and they're just haters. And there's a lot of that here. So it's very hard. And wrestling here in New York is very difficult to perform as it is with all this licensing and things going on. So wrestling in New York is pretty much damn near a dead fucking thing. I'm going to try to fix that in about a year or so. But that's it. But Connecticut is my all-time favorite place. New Hampshire was dope. I had a fun time up in New Hampshire. Still trying to get the Maine. I've heard great stories about Maine. Texas was obviously a lot of fun. Um, I've been in PA. PA's got a good set of good audience. I'm telling you, the only bad experiences I've had. In Jersey, too. No, even Jersey, to a degree, is really, really good, to be honest with you. There's some Mark fans there, too, like the CZW crowd type shit. But for the most part, like the rural area, the fans are really nice. New York fans are the fucking worst. They're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what do we got? Next number. That Next was good. Number, uh, 15. Go down to the bottom. 15. Ooh, the we're going straight here. to the bottom. All right. Wrong thing here. Here we go. All right, cool. Favorite slash worst moment from do- for from doing the pod for three years. What are your experiences? What is the one, your highs and your lows, both on the microphone or maybe even off the microphone? Uh, best off the top of my head was the first time I ever went live. So you set the I, timer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. See, you going off, man? I started thinking. Yeah, there we go. There we go. And we begin again. Uh, best off the top of my head was the first time I ever went live. If I can, I believe the first time I went live was my uh, one year anniversary, I believe. Let me. Put I believe it was too, and yeah, you could yes. tell you had some type of fifty-six electric right. energy. So that, well, I mean, yeah. I was. Uh, it wasn't just being live; it was I was in a studio. Like you know what I mean? Like I was in yeah. the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, which is a school that I tried to get into when I was a kid, and I didn't get into. Now here I am performing a live podcast in it. So right. it was like you know, it was like one of those crazy ass full circle situations. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, that was definitely off the top of my head best. I mean, um, the minute that I got my equipment together and I was able to do my first interview was also cool. When I had EC Negro, the uh, pro wrestling magic champion, literally in my house on my mm-hmm. couch doing a fucking uh, pro wrestling interview. Uh, I've done interviews before, but they were always like at shows and shit like that. So that was Definitely a learning experience. I've gotten way better with my fucking interviewing uh, since then, but it was definitely a good jump on all that. Uh, worst. Okay, so I'm going to give you two because worst was also the first time I were live because the timing of it was bad because the first time I ever went live, and for people who were following me at that time, you'll remember, uh, it was live, but it was in New Jersey. And I have a car, but my wife needed the car that day. 
So I mm. took the bus from the city. Mm. I took the bus from the city into this Garajo land section of Jersey. I don't even remember where it fucking was. It took one bus, two bus, uh, walk over a highway or some shit. Like, it was a gigantic pain in the ass. Coming back, I got a ride to the one bus that took me into the city. Because <laughs> I just couldn't do that shit again. Uh, right. So so that was that. Um, and worst part of the pod, believe it or not, uh, isn't recorded. The worst part ha- uh, always seems to happen... When I have interviews or if I have live events or something planned and I have to cancel or move them because of scheduling, right. that's right. a pain in the ass. Because there's some interviews where I'm like, I don't even know if I should ask. I don't think they're going to do it. And then I ask them and then they go, oh, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, cool. And then i like, hey, how about Friday? He's like, well, I can't Friday. How about Monday where I can't Monday? How about? And then we end up not doing it. There's yeah. a lot of interviews that I had lined up. I mean, I'll throw a name out there right now, Mike Johnson, who's – the, one of the head writers for Pro Wrestling Illustrated has told me on two occasions that he yeah. wants to come on my show. We just can't figure out a fucking time. Yeah, it's so the business, it's, man. It's, that's yeah, one just, it's just scheduling the business. Is the, is the worst. It just is. All right, there it is. Mm. <laughs> there it All right, is. next number. What you got? Somewhere in the middle. Let's go with 10. Let's break up the monotony here a little bit. 10, ten. okay, 10. ten. Here we go. So we got baby, most, baby, most baby. sad moment that you saw in wrestling something that hit you in the field something that got you uh the death of matt travis button uh, button timer timer oh you know what i'm not because i'm used to doing it myself that's why yeah 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 no i got you, I'm getting got you. Into the head. we're doing this but yeah the death of matt travis the clock is starting the death of matt travis will be at least for right now, you know, the way that my life goes, I'm sure something tragic is due to happen any fucking minute. But um, I'll never I did an episode on that. I don't know if you ever had a chance to listen to it. Uh, the day that I found out about it was a very surreal fucking day. I don't know if I've ever told you about Matt Travis, but he was a, a buddy of mine. I got a few minutes here. Uh, he was a buddy of mine that um, I was there in the gym in, in the Bronx the first day he ever stepped into the gym. Uh, literally stepped into the gym for the first time. Um, he came with a buddy who told him they were going to go to the gym and work out. And he wasn't lying. It's a gym where you can work out with equipment, but it also had a ring. And uh, he wanted to go in the ring. He was like, fuck, he's a wrestling fan. He's like, fuck that. I want to go in the ring. Can I go in the ring? They're like, yeah, if you paid to get in, you can go in the ring. They're like, fuck yeah. And who's in the ring uh, working out? Me. And, uh, right. and like two other people, I can't remember their name or whatever. And we trained around. We did some stuff. And. You know, I taught him a few bumps, a couple rolls, easy shit, you know, basic ABC shit, right? Just this is first day in there, and we're talking and all this other stuff. We hit it off pretty good. Um, we met up again another time in the gym, and this time he was a little further along. And, uh, you know, he started automatically right then, man, he started thinking gimmick ideas and and stories and, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And Here we <laughs> are. We're supposed to be training, and we spent the whole time talking about We did train a little but we spent right. the whole time gimmicks and story, which is my forte. This is this is where I make my money, and right. just to see a kid come off the street and just like just automatically think business, just I get hit not, with it instantly. Yeah, yeah, not even the moves and shit. Like he got really good in ring, but his brain always worked as a businessman. I want to do right. this and I want to do that, and I, I want to stay away from this. We hit it off perfectly, and I remember helping him get into House of Glory for red and for brian excel to train him and they did an excellent job training him and uh, we got really close really really close and then i came home one day 
um, about a, it's been a year now. This happened last year, and uh, I got the message from a buddy of mine. I won't say his name because he, to this day, doesn't want me to let people know that it was him. So uh, he sent me a message on my Facebook, and he goes, "Did you hear about Maddie?" And I have another friend named Maddie. So I was like, "What happened to Maddie?" Because uh, I had him, Maddie Ming, who was supposed to be on the show. So I was like, "What? What the hell happened to Maddie?" He was like, "No, no, no, Travis, Matt Travis." He was hit by a, a truck making a wrong turn and he died. And I yeah, just, I remember seeing you post and that. And I just fucking crumbled, bro. And and as far as the moment in wrestling when they did the tribute show for him, so many wrestlers from big companies, even Santana and Ortiz, came back. They flew back just to be here and be there for the family. It was an emotional night. My son's first wrestling show. <laughs> there you go. Damn. Yeah, my son's Woo! first wrestling show. So. So yeah, that was a sad time. <laughs> all right, all right. So Where's what we got here? What's shit? Next? We've done worse pot and worse moment in wrestling. Where I'm hoping there's some more sunshine shit in here. Hey, listen, man, you're the say. one picking these. So let's go. <laughs> uh, number one. Number one. Ooh, numero uno. All right. Best thing about being married slash hardest thing. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay, uh, three minutes yep. is all I got. <laughs> okay hold on best thing worst thing marriage okay so let me hit the button because yep hit button let's go lightning round. lightning round let me make sure she's in the other room hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay so <laughs> she's she's currently zooming uh with my son for a birthday party for one of his friends birthday parties we're doing zoom all right that's a chance get your shit off yeah, now let me tell you what this bitch did yesterday hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, best thing. Okay, well, first of all, let me because enough with this sour shit, right? Let me start with the worst. <laughs> and yeah, then there I'll we go. Spit it with some of the cool shit. Worst. Okay, my wife and I are yin and yang. We're two completely different fucking people. We have commonality where it counts, but as oh, people, just in general, we we think about things differently. We react to things differently, which causes friction, right? Even down to things that we agree about, we agree about them in different ways to where it causes friction. This is usually mm-hmm. the part where people have issues um, in their relationship along the way. The reason why we've been able to maintain for 17 years is because we lean on those other commonalities. At the end of the day, I'm not 17. Yeah, it's been 17 crap. years and we I'm not going anywhere at this point. I'm too invested. My roots are in. I can't, I can't, at this point, I was like, I can't fuck with no other bitches. I just can't. I can't do this. All in, man. Like, yeah, I'm dying in this scenario. This is it. I said, man, you can go ahead and fuck another dude. And I just be like, yeah, well, damn, bitch, it's Wednesday. Can you not, like, the mess Singer is on. Can you not do that? Because I got to. <laughs> can you stop, yeah, please? Yeah, you like, yeah, like, go take a bath or a shower or something. And then come back and sit with me and watch TV. Like, this, there's, there's a point, like, where you every relationship hits bumps or whatever it's how you come out of those bumps so we're not perfect we fight you know what happens all the time we snapped at each other all last night because it was one in the morning and we had shit to do and then we just woke up like nothing happened because that's you know know, it's like yeah you know when you when you're on the basketball court and you cussing at each other for 48 minutes and then at the end of the game you go get a beer that's what happens you know, yep. we, we work on shit, and then we fight about it, and then we go, all right, well, I'm, what, what you making for dinner? Oh, I'm making this. All right, well, fuck you then. I'll, I'll call me when it's done. Right. Uh, best is the obvious shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't have, I'm never alone. So that's like, to me, that's like the biggest thing. 
Like, I have the option. In, for 17 years, I have had the option. If I want to be alone, I can. But when I come home, there's no need for me to be alone. There's someone here all the time. And now that I have a son who's older and doing shit and talking to me like a fucking adult, you know, it's a whole other bag of shit. So, like, being married to this one person forever all the fucking time, like, it's, it's awesome because I just, I know that, especially, like, when I leave shows or I leave work, I know that someone's going to be there with a beer in hand just waiting for me mm. to just chill out. I was like, there's no feeling like that in the world. I feel That's bad. That's a dream. Because a lot of people on Facebook are so sad, and I feel bad. <laughs> Everybody's so sad. Yeah, I mean, I'm good, but yeah, I feel I'm, bad. I feel bad because, <laughs> I, let me clarify that last part. I feel bad because people will see me at 17 years and go, oh, man, you know, how'd you do it? How you do it? And I tell everybody all the time. My, not easy. My secret recipe is not the recipe that's universal what i did may not work for you what you do may not work for me i can't that's why people give advice oh here's what you should do it's they're full of shit people they don't know what you should do you need to, you need to figure out what you do it is man you gotta custom make your shit for custom. the woman that you're with custom. but that's another conversation for another time yeah. what number we got here when we, when we have more than three minutes that's it. We should do a relationship episode one day. That shit would be hilarious. We should do that live so that people will come so on. If you're 17 and I'm two. Well, yeah, well, there's a difference. Up in, two, yeah. I think we have some good perspective here. So yeah. that'd be interesting. Yeah. All right. So give me number uh, the, 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 the five. Five. The, the, the five. Let's go. <laughs> one, two, three. Pros and cons. Wait, what is it? Okay, okay. Pros and cons to COVID schooling both going to and working for wow three minutes huh okay <laughs> yeah three minutes dude lightning round six minutes in shady rhyme okay let me see here pros and cons pros and cons to covet schooling going to and working okay well the biggest pro is my ass is home <laughs> yeah and the con is my ass is home <laughs> and for different reasons, though, I'll explain. The pro, obviously, is, that. yeah, because my school, my, okay, so a lot of people don't know this, because I, I think this is the first time I'm saying this on the podcast. I work at a school. I don't think I've ever said that. Uh, I think you've said it before. I have made mention that I work with kids. I've been very specific as to not saying those actual words, but at this point, I don't really care. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so what happened was is that I, I don't really begin that part until 9 o'clock. Now, normal school hours is 8, 10 to where I'm at, it's eight ten to two thirty, something like that, and then thirty minutes for busing and yada yada. I'm there till three. Uh, here, virtually through Zoom, uh, I'm on from nine o'clock to ten thirty, but on call for assistance from ten thirty to three, I believe. Meaning, at any point in time, a parent can contact me through whatever means, either through phone or through the internet, however they want to. If they have a problem. Uh, that their kid needs help with something or blah, 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 then I'm on call for that. But live instruction itself is only, for me, everybody's different. This is just me uh, from 9 o'clock to 10.30. So uh, for me, the pros, obviously, I'm home. I'm in a comfortable setting. But one of the cons to it is that the kids are also home. So what happens is in a school setting, kids usually acclimate to school stuff very easily. It's hard for teachers to get a kid to focus on what we're teaching from home right too many distractions they've got the toys they've got the ipads they've got the tablets they've got the tvs they've got the parents who don't really give a shit if they're doing it or not 
Right. So it's a it's it's a give and take situation. There's a lot of pros and cons into that. But for me personally, I know a lot of people that I talk to would rather be in person. For me, I don't mind being virtual. Obviously, computers is my thing. But I definitely wouldn't. I like right now. I'm doing virtual with a kindergarten class. So. I like the virtual thing. I don't like virtual thing with the kindergarten class. <laughs> I need some older kids who are going to pay a little bit more attention and who are going to be a little bit more active in what we're talking about and what we're doing. Right. And then it would be right. a little bit more of a better setting for me. Um, as everyone knows, I'm going to school uh, and I'm almost done. And when I'm done, I'll be a physical educator. So, uh, you know, gym teacher. So I've had the honor and the privilege of asking some of my fellow gym teachers how this has worked out for them, Jim through Zoom. And uh, they've told me some pretty big horror stories. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, It's another year before I graduate, so I'm hoping this whole COVID thing goes away before then, and then I can do some basketball shit. That'd be fun. Yeah. Boom. Bam, bam, bam. All right. I'm going to ask a follow-up, but no, sir, the buzzard has sounded. (laughs) What do we got here? What number we're looking at? You are unfortunately out of time. Uh, Let me see. Number 11. Eleven, ooh, eleven. All right. So, if someone, okay, if someone made a comeback in wrestling, no matter the brand, who could help change wrestling? Or if someone were to change brands uh, and make a huge impact and make any particular brand even better, who would that person be? Comeback, none. Okay, let me push the button. Yeah, hit the button before you start popping off. Hit the button. You got me fired up over here. Okay. (laughs) There we go. So it's comeback or what? Changing brands? Either a comeback or changing brands. You can choose either one or you can do both. It's up to you. Okay. I'm going to do both. Go for it. Because one's easy to talk about. Comeback, none. None. None, 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 none. And that's why I came up with two, just in case that was the case. None. Because the idea of the comeback has been drilled into the ground. It means nothing anymore because everyone does it. It's not special anymore uh, because no one does it well. But even uh, but even past the the comeback, like the Jericho type of comeback thing you're thinking about, I just mean also mean like if someone were to just start wrestling again, would it impact it? I know what you mean. And uh, it's, okay. not, it's no. Okay. Like, Good for, like for instance, uh, 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 we were just, and you're talking about an in-ring return, right? Not just correct, like just working the business again. Right, just working the business again. It wouldn't matter because if it's an old school person who made a ton of money and was a, an attractive. Okay, if Stone Cold Steve Austin decided, I got one more run, I'll give you a, a year. Right. Right. I'll give you a year. Mm-hmm. I'll go from mania to mania, and then that's it. And I won't be full full time, but definitely more than Lesnar. You'll see me on all the big shows. Maybe right. not week to week, but you'll definitely see me a lot. It would mean nothing. It would mean nothing because he's got – there's no rock. There's right. no taker. There's no angle. There's no Triple H. There's no Shawn Michaels. Who does this person work with to make any kind of money? Steve would have to do a year of just what, two, three programs at the most? Right. Maybe he'd work uh, Drew in the beginning and work him to SummerSlam. He'd work a third guy – a second guy, excuse me like a Kevin Owens or something from SummerSlam to Survivor Series and build a program between him and Roman from Survivor Series to the Rumble and then some goofball match that he can win at Mania and then that's it. There's no one to work with. Right. Who is, the, like, maybe that would be the, the Rumble to Mania, right? Like, I don't know, a Styles or something. I don't know. Who the fuck, who comes back and changes the game? 
no one because the game is in the place that it's in because there's no one here. I don't mm-hmm. need a comeback. I need a buildup. As far as changing brands, if you were to take a star from brands within WWE or I could go WWE. Brands. Just, I don't care if you're talking about Impact. I don't care okay. what brands. Any okay. Move the anyone best, anywhere. Whether we like it or not, the best shot to dethroning the WWE right now in America is AEW. But yeah. a character or, or a competitor like Ambrose who was kind of already known as an indie guy before he came to the WWE. Like he fit AEW's brand. Uh, right. Jericho kind of fit AEW's brand. Before WWE, he was a rebel. He was all those things. So it kind of fit. We need a WWE guy who's a WWE guy through and through. So if like an Orton moved to AEW, game changer. I can game see changer. that. Game changer. Something like that. That's where I would send my vote right there. Mm, okay. I might have All to right. go in more in depth on that on another day, but that that would be my it's a decent topic. Oh yeah, definitely is. All right, what do we got here? What we got next? What we got next? Eight. Eight. Ooh, number good old number eight. Good old number eight. The side All right. Sign. So, does your son? Have any weird habits that you're noticing? As he's getting older, we all start to do weird stuff and uh-huh. <laughs> learn about ourselves a little bit. Or maybe we just have this little weird tick, like we bite the end of a pencil or something like that. I don't know. We're all fucking weird people, yeah? So is your son starting to develop any of these weird habits where you look at him one day and go, why does he keep doing that? yeah. <laughs> Uh, he, okay, let me hit the button here. Yep. So, yeah, caught myself this time. So, here we go. This may mm-hmm. not take three minutes. Getting better. Uh, I'll, because it's three, it's a three minute promo. So, I will tell you what it is, and then I will proceed to spend the next two minutes and 30 seconds killing him for it. Oh, uh, let's go. He's been boogering my walls, and he's getting, up, he's getting me upset. Yes. Uh, he's been boogering my walls up. And uh, I got to tell you, it's getting it's getting a little irritating. Now, I have, <laughs> <clears throat> I have a son who's very, very humble. Uh, he's not aware he's humble because he doesn't know what that shit is yet. But I we buy him stuff all the time. And he's like the cat that, you know, you buy the cat the toy and it comes in the box and you take the toy out of the box. And you give the cat the toy, but he doesn't fuck with the toy. He fucks with the box. Okay, that's what my son does. So my son got a box. Uh, no, my, my son got a box. He didn't purchase anything. My wife bought something off of Amazon and it came in a decent sized box. Slightly below his chin. It's a very tall box. And he played with the box for a few days. And then for whatever reason decided he was going to wash the box. And he started putting water on the box. And guess what happens when you put water on cardboard? Fucks it up. So he didn't have a box anymore. So for like five straight days, every day it was tears because he wanted a box. So we have a supermarket. Every man knows that feeling, yeah, am I right? Every man's been there. So <laughs> he messed up the inside of that box so much he needed a new one. So he, oh we, we, uh, we have a supermarket right in front of our apartment, like right across the street. And, you know, we would stop in and ask if they have any boxes. We did it at CVS a few times. I got a hold of a Kleenex box that was pretty sizable, but it wasn't the same. What we didn't mm-hmm. realize was that Steph had also ordered something else. Christmas season, you know, we're buying stuff. And something else came that was smaller, but for some eyeball reason came in a ridiculously sized box. This box was bigger than the other one. Mm. He's currently sitting in that box as he zooms with his best friend on his birthday. He's zooming with a party of kids inside of a box. <laughs> My son is a lunatic. I don't know why he does the shit that he does. Now let's go back to the boogering for a second, because this is a new development. 
a new development. This is the boogering. So what happened was, first time he dis- – I think sometimes – and I'm learning this now as a parent. I didn't realize this as a kid. I learned it as – I'm learning it as a parent. My son did not pick his nose to discover his first booger. He had sneezed, and a booger laid upon thine lip ever so carelessly. So he went to remove thine booger, and I made an ill face. So I went, ew. So, of course, being a boy, he goes, oh, really? Ew. And he goes, eh? Like he's going to put it on his tongue. <laughs> so, I, and I, so I snapped. I was like, don't do that. And he freaked out, didn't know what to do. He panicked, and he put it on my wall. And I said, oh, don't do that either. But <laughs> I did that a little softer, so he thought it was funny. So now every chance he gets, he boogers my walls, thinking, oh my I'm, thinking I'm going to laugh. Monday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop him with a booger. It's not going to be funny no more, but still. That's a new development. Oh, now. God. Boogers. All right. Next number. What do you got? Number two. Number two. Yeah, that's what okay. My son's full of. Shit. Let's go with number All two. All right. What is the most uncommon thing or and the biggest difference between you and your son? God damn. What a transition. Okay. Dude, you're hitting these numbers like in a weird way. They're like across the board, and you're just picking them. What are, it's just kind of flowing. Okay, say that again, and then I'll push the button. What is the most in-common thing or the biggest difference between you and your son? Fuck. Okay. All right. So, biggest thing in common. Both of us have problems sitting still. Absolutely, 100%. There's a big part of me that kind of wants to get him tested for the ADHD because he's a smart kid. Real smart, faster than yeah. most kids his age, but he can't. He cannot. <laughs> he cannot sit there. He can't in any facet. We have to. Whenever we go to places like movie theaters and stuff, he'll watch the whole movie. But he's got to stand. He's got to sit. He's got to lap. It's. He cannot sit still. So we kind of have that in common. I have a hard. I'm very fidgety. If it wasn't for my laptop, I would be. I would go crazy in my college classes. Because right. it's just sitting there, and I, I. I can't study without music in the back. I, I have to have stimulation. Really? That's interesting. I have to have stimulation at all times or I cannot fucking function. I can't. Right. I have to be doing two, three things at once. Now, I there might be two or three things that I'm doing at the same time, but I'm really only primarily focusing on one. So, for instance, like I have to do study notes tonight for a final that I have coming up on uh, Tuesday. So. Right. I have the material in front of me. What happens is, is I also have in the background, I have like, I don't know, the first Avengers movie playing in the background. I'm not even watching it, but I've seen it a thousand times, so I know the images in my head. Right. This is in the background, so I have that going. I have, uh, what the fuck is this called? Ball bounce puzzle. There's a puzzle game on my phone where I push this button and the balls break the bricks. So I I have the... Disney Plus on, I have this going on on my phone, and I'm typing my notes. And if I don't have the noise in the background or the game, one or the right. other or both, I cannot focus on my notes. That's and, that's insane how he, we... Yeah. That's another topic too, dude, because I'm the complete opposite. Go ahead. <laughs> but he he very much, he, he needs stimulation. He needs to be engaged. He needs... You cannot... If it's a class of 20 kids... You gotta. He he's used to being an only kid, and he's used to being the only one focused on. So he needs he needs people to be like, "Are you okay? Here, do this, try this, blah blah blah." So that's what we have in common. Where we differ is this fucker hates wrestling. 
Hates it. Oh, he's really hates starting it. to dislike no, it. They dislike. And I think now it's more so because I love it so much that he dislikes it because he sees it all the time. I think yeah. I think it would be a passing dislike where it's like, oh, I'm not really into that kind of thing if it was just an every now thing. But I've got the belts. I've got the shirts. I've got the pay-per-views on all the time. When I'm folding right. laundry, I've got old school Raws on. So he's just like, he's all wrestling out. So the only right. time that he really pays attention is Asuka. Mm-hmm. Oscar is the only person he pays attention to because it reminds him of Wild Style from Lego Movie because of her hair and shit. Right. So that's the only one that she really pays attention to. He he pays attention to. Her. Other than that, he wants nothing to do with it. So there you wow. go. Cursed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, five more to go. What do you got? Yeah, so four. Or, all right. So this one might be interesting. Let's see how you pop off on this. Um, COVID vaccine. Thoughts? Let's hit this button. <laughs> let's, let's hit the button first. Okay. My COVID thoughts, my COVID vaccine thoughts are very, very simple, actually. I'm not gonna, it's not going to take much in-depth conversation about it. Uh, I'm for the vaccine. As long as I'm not the one fucking taking it right now, that I'm good. That's all that matters to me. I'm not trying to grow a second or third dick. I'm not. I want this thing to be vetted. We're talking about a vaccine for a disease we don't fully understand. That nope. doesn't even begin to make sense to me. I get that we're in a position scientifically where vaccines can be developed faster. But someone brought it up to me the other day, and I thought it was interesting. Is like, you know... Corona is from what we do understand about it. And again, we don't know everything there is to know about it. This information I'm about to say is proven, but could still end up being false by the end of this. But it's a strand of the flu. It's just modified and augmented. And and it just it's just different. It's not the same as the flu, but it comes from the flu family. It's like having that one cousin, you know, he's part of the family. But by God, we're going to have to start questioning where that dream pool was cleansed from. He's a freak of nature yeah, while everyone else is nature. just norms. Yeah. It's like, remember, you know, our Uncle Brian, right? Everybody was kind of short to a degree. But then here comes Brian. He's a part of the family, obviously. But he's like 6'4", to 200 and something pounds. He was a full-on linebacker, this motherfucker. He was he sprouted. Monster. Absolute monster. monster. Right? But he still well, technically was a part of the family. That's what this shit is. But the, the vaccine itself, I'm I'm super happy that we have one because I know that there's going to be people who are all about it. They're like, listen, I want things to go back to normal. Let me do it. And if it works, it works. Fantastic. But I don't believe personally there's been nearly enough testing that can support the idea that this vaccination not only is capable of working, but we're not even entirely sure of what it is it needs to do to work. And uh, I know here in New York, uh, Cuomo has made uh, a couple of uh, press conferences pretty much stating that in order for the vaccination to work, it would need at least 75% of the population to be inoculated. But they ran a survey from New Yorkers stating that over 50% of the New Yorkers don't want to take it. Right. No shit. No, who's signing up to be a guinea pig? I right. know some people are, and bless them. I am for it. Go ahead and take it. If it works, I'm down. Let's do it. If you end up growing wings and, and, and you start howling at the moon and your dick splits into a clitoris, I, then fine. That's something you're going to have to deal with, but I'm going to have to go ahead and unsubscribe to this vaccine. 
So I'm just <laughs> waiting to see how this is going to go. This urgency is what I disagree with. That's it. Just the urgency. I'm not against the vaccine. It's just this whole, well, you know, this is going to get everybody back to normal. No, it, it may. The subtle low-key of kind of trying to vaguely make it kind of sort of not really mandatory if you want. Right. I don't like that. Yeah, because it means it shows you that they're also uncertain about what the effects are going to be. Because right. I, I, we just said it a second ago. I work at a school. I work at a school, and we require vaccinations. Require it. There's a blue card that we hand out here in New York City, where the parents have to fill out what they've been inoculated with, and accompanied with that is a list of documentation stating what it is that they have to get if they haven't already gotten it. Right. You, you cannot come into school without that paper filled out and signed, meaning you have to get the vaccination. So for this to be like, well, if you want to, well, hold up. If we're in a world pandemic and you have a vaccine, why wouldn't you want everybody to get it? Here, guys, we found the cure. Unless you weren't absolutely sure about what it is. Being begged to cover their ass, man. That's all they're doing. It's a CYA deal because, again, I'm not saying it doesn't work. It very well might. My problem is is they don't know if it will. Right. That's so because it's uncertain. Good topic for another time. Let's keep it yeah, moving. We into, got four more, you've baby. Run into a couple of these. Uh, good topic for another day type deal. Six. Number six, man. I was right on that one. All right. Most interesting interview you had on the pod so far. Oh boy, you get me in trouble. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like when you're at family dinner and yeah, someone hits you with, "Who's your favorite kid?" Yeah, who's your favorite kid? Which I have one, obviously, because uh, I only have the one. But, you know, apparently my, wa- my wife is claiming the first one. So if we have a second, it's going to be mine. So we'll see how that one goes. All right. Well, <laughs> All right. Hit the on this one. And you said most interesting interview that I've Yeah, had. interesting, favorite. It don't matter. Uh, well, the. the uh, peak, peak moments, peak moments. Peak or maybe moments. you were surprised by something. Well, my first one was one of my favorites for a while. Uh, my EC Negro one was great because he was a person that I looked up to for a long time in the industry. He, he's he been around for forever, and uh, I I actually felt, this is going to sound corny, but I actually felt very honored that he even agreed to do it because right. he was the first one. You know, there's got to be a first, and uh, he was my first interview. And uh, he's very charismatic, and he, he he was talking as the real him. Right. And that was the first time that I realized I had the ability to get guys to do that. Right. Because I, I, think, I think before we did the interview, he was kind of questioning. He was like, should I be in character? Because he's like this big-time asshole heel. And I'm like, no, you know, maybe we can start there and get out of that or whatever the case, whatever we feel comfortable with. That was the big thing. Whatever we feel comfortable with. If you feel like the interview was turning into shit you need to turn it on then you know whatever but he mm-hmm. never did he never did he never became the king of new york he just stayed jarrell throughout the whole interview and when it was over he was like oh that was a lot of fun actually and I had a similar situation with the um, ariella nix ariella nix is to this day my most downloaded interview that i have on my show um she was very interesting because I don't think many people have heard her speak. There's not a lot of male podcasters, at the time anyway, there wasn't a lot of male podcasters who were bringing on female talent. Um, and right. then not alone, not just that, but asking them the questions I was asking them. You know, I was asking her the questions that I know 
that these women talk about all the time in the locker room, but guys never ask her because they know what the answer is going to be. No guy is going to ask a girl, hey, do you mind if we touch your tits unintentionally or call you a whore for no reason? Like, no guy's going to ask that because, of course, she's going to say no, and then he's going to have to stop doing it. So since I don't grope bitches in the locker room, I don't give a fuck. So I was like, hey, when right. these motherfuckers grab your tits, I have literally seen promoters, and this is no joke, walk up to female wrestlers and go, hey, that's pretty good gear. Squeeze them on the tit and go. I've seen it happen. So Jesus it's like, Christ. so like to have that conversation. And then I had the first uh, all-female roundtable when we had the Evolution podcast. I remember that, yeah. Uh, that was a fun time because Kara drove from Connecticut to my house in Brooklyn. Damn, to do that's that commitment. Show. They, loved, they loved doing my show. Ariella came back. We had a, a nice conversation. Steph was a part of it. It was really cool. So I've had some really good ones. Obviously, the GOAT. Childhood, you know, I've been through the thick of the shit with the GOAT and having them all on the show was dope. That was a good one. I remember that one. Yeah, that so was a I've good had one, some too. Really, you know, Mike Law, Ronnie Burton, Eric Jaden recently on my show. So I've had some I've had some good times. I got some interviews lined up, by the way, so I'm going to have to pass you some information Ooh, about that. Let's go. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Three I more. What you got? I can't wait to hear you ask some interview questions. It'll be a fun time. Hmm. <laughs> Judging of how this is going, you're pretty creative with that. So I feel I'm trying. I'm trying. So number nine. Number nine. All right. All right. So if you had a magic wand, oh boy. what would you change in each brand? WWE. Raw and SmackDown, or WWE as a whole, so those could be together or separate. Right. NXT and AEW, all of them. Yeah, just one, one a thing you would change from each one. Change from each one. Ooh. Oh boy. Okay, magic wand, huh? Magic wand, I can do whatever. Magic wand, you just simply erase and. Change it. Well, you know what? People are going to think I'm full of shit when I say this, but I genuinely mean it because I complain a lot about the shit they do. But I honestly wouldn't change anything about it at AEW. Not at the moment. I don't. And, and what I mean by not change. I'm anything, actually shocked by that. Well, listen, listen, follow the bouncing ball. What I mean by not change. Maybe anything is too strong a word. The roster and the ta- the roll call of talent and their. How do you say philosophy? Is mm-hmm. exactly, I think, what it's supposed to be. They're supposed to be alternative. They're supposed to be different. The problem is, is they're not doing anything that's alternative and different. They're doing right. WWE light shit. If I, I gave you an example, was it last week? I can't remember now. When we were talking about the opportunity of blending Impact with AEW and how I thought the booking end of it would change <laughs> with mm-hmm. Don Callis and with Scott Demore. Uh, and I don't necessarily, if I had a magic wand, I wouldn't necessarily put Don Callis and Scott Demore with Khan. What I would do is I would magically just give Tony Khan 20 years of experience. Because if he had the experience, if he's traveled the roads and he's worked with talent and he's worked in front of audiences, you asked me earlier which audiences were the best or the worst or whatever, every state, every community has a different fucking audience. I can work in right. Brooklyn, I can work in the Bronx, and I'm going to see two different audiences. And with AEW hitting the road, you're going to see different audiences. Some of them may not know who the fuck these people are. Right. And it's up to the promoter and it's up to the booker to put these talents in a position to either be known or to put themselves in a position 
to uh, accentuate what they already have as far as right. popularity and being known. You know, I know Kenny Omega. I know who he is. But I can go to an AEW event and sit next to someone who has no fucking clue. Well, it's you're talking to, to someone who has no fucking clue. Right, exactly. So it would be up to Tony Khan, in this case, to devise a plan to not only educate the audience, but then once you've educated them, expand upon it. Because he's here now. And he's in his prime. Right. This is the best years of Kenny Omega right now. So educate the fans on who he is. Push forward. WWE is the other way. Actually, the complete opposite way. They they need to stop booking so heavily. Right. You have the best talent in the world. That's like having the uh, the you know the dream team, you know, filled with just all these veteran players, and you're like, you know, maybe we should stick to the metrics. You know, I'll 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 sub out Jordan here because he, you know, he he gets tired in third quarter. No, let these players play. And you'll get a better product. That's it. I could, I could go way longer than that on that fucking topic. But yeah, that's pretty much that. And by the way, that last thing I said is inclusive. Raw, SmackDown, even NXT. Right. All, all inclusive. They have a, a problem with getting inside their own heads and doing way too much. Right. Let, let it breathe. Right, right. Okay. Two more. Two more. What do you got? Uh, what was that? 12 and 14. So 12. Yes. 12. Huh, that's so funny. Okay, good enough. All right. Uh, how did you get into teaching and what is your favorite and worst moment? Like the real life one or the wrestling one? Teaching. Like, yeah, like like actually like school and stuff. Work. Your profession right now. Oh. Oh, uh, my wife, obviously. Oh, hit, hit the button. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to hit the button and then I'm going to expand upon that. Hold on a second. <laughs> because, yeah. Right, so what? So it actually begins like that was a very basic, rudimentary answer, obviously. But uh, I never really had an interest in doing any of that. But I mentioned earlier that there was a gym that I would go to every now and again. Uh, I would go to Daro's gym, Daro's Extreme Fitness, which I never understood the name. There was nothing extreme about this place, except for the fact that it's in a extremely bad neighborhood and they have extremely bad toileting situations. They have like two toilets in the whole place, and everyone fights for it, and it's not a good. It's not good, especially when you have shows, and it's like single gender situation going on with the rest. It's a whole ordeal. But other than that, it's not so extreme. But I used to spend a lot of time over there, and I would go over there to train myself, like just to train. And uh, eventually, I'd run into somebody who also just wanted to train, just like I did Matt Travis. And there'd be some kid that I don't know or whatever the case may be. And, you know, he'd say, hey, how long have you been doing this? And I'd tell him, and I'm like, this is what I know, and this is what I've done. And I end up teaching in some way, right? There we go. We're going to do some drills. We're going to do this. This is why this does this. And da 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 Well, a few people along the way have always told me, they're like, you know, you'd be really good at training. You'd be really good at doing this. And my wife was one of them. And she was like, hey, you know, you know what I do for a living. So why don't, you know, you try it on a different level? That's how the whole PE thing started. Right. Because it's a nice transition into what I really want to do, which was to begin to teach more of the athletics and more of the physical aspects because a lot of the wrestling stuff also, because that's, that's like another goal that I want to use with this degree is I want to help the wrestling business with this degree because a lot of the big reasons uh, that wrestlers tend to fail 
in this industry is on the biological and on the dietary side. You right. Know, the people think, oh, I'm going to train. If I keep training, I'll get good. No, there's, it, you know, if you're training sluggish, if you're training low, there's a reason for that. You know, I know right. people who will get in the ring and they're like, they just came off the train. They're going to go train. And they spent the whole train ride eating like a fucking a whole tray of boneless spare ribs and fried rice. And then, and they go, yeah, I'm gonna, now I'm going to go take bumps. And then they go in the ring and they fart and shitting themselves. And it's like, oh, I don't know what happened. I know what happened. You just low maned right in my fucking face because <laughs> you're not paying attention to what you're fucking doing. You know, yeah. I know people who are really good wrestlers. They get in the ring and they, they cramp up. Oh, you didn't hydrate. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You, right. They don't know all the different tips and tricks that you can utilize for your body. Mm-hmm. That's going to make your time doing this way easier. And I want to contribute to that. On the school right. side, yeah, there's a passion there too. I like working with kids, but I, that's I'm going to be honest with you. My degree is for the other stuff. Right. So that's, no, that's, I mean, that's really sense. what I want to do it for. All righty, we're coming here. to an end here. Got one left here. One left, and I honestly, dude, this is very interesting how this worked out. I did not expect this to kind of go the way that it did as far as the way you picked them. Mm-hmm. I think it worked out pretty well. So we're going to go out. We're going to go out with that one spicy one I was telling Jesus, you. Jesus, really? That I, I didn't pick it? Huh? I thought COVID vaccine was the spicy one. That was no, bad. that's not the spicy oh, one. This son of a bitch. Ready? Put your kids to bed, boys. This, this one's going to be a little spicy yes. for them. If you're driving to the All car right. listening to this, pause this for the bathroom viewing. Don't, don't, don't. I'm a bathroom listening, I should say. All right, go ahead. What's the. What's <laughs> All right. The All right. Last question. Craziest place you had sex, or if you haven't, what was the craziest place you wanted to, or both? Oh, wow. If I hadn't had crazy sex. Jesus Christ. I've been married 17 years. You guys don't think I've had crazy sex? Okay. No, no. I mean, like, not you haven't had crazy sex. If you haven't had it, like, in a crazy place, then where, like, as a kid, where would you have, like, wanted to? Like, where's a place you always wanted to do it? Hmm. Like on a space shuttle or something. I have a space shuttle. I've always, button, wanted, button, button. I've always wanted to fuck on the way to Mars. Hold on, let me hit the button here. Last question. That's why you said go out with a bang, because we're talking. Okay, all right. I see what you did there. Wordplay. All right. All right, so, uh, Jesus Christ. Let me see. I'm not ashamed of anything. I'm just trying to think of the best one. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of the best place. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the best place. Okay. Uh, in okay. So I okay. Let me make sure she's not in the room because I don't know if she wants this on the show. But fuck it. Uh, so we we did it in the water in the water mm-hmm. at Coney Island. Ugh. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Yeah, because we got, a, got away with it once. You know, you know, wait, in a, wait, wait, wait. In a while it was busy. Yes, of course. Broad daylight. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, now that's more interesting. But broad daylight. Jesus broad Christ! Daylight. And uh, yeah, the first time we did it, yeah, shock, whatever. Second time it was like you know we've been here before, right? Gotta yeah. act, you're a professional athlete. You gotta act like you've been there before. You know. That's you gotta, it, man. So, uh, yeah, so that was, like, the craziest, I guess. There's been other places, like, public places and stuff like that. I mean, over the years. Not recently, obviously. We're old fogies now. Right, right, right. Back in your prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in, you know, now when we do it, we got to make sure the window blinds aren't accidentally up. Otherwise, absolutely. Especially with my community, these peeping Toms, these Asians over here, they're ridiculous. 
they would look into your shit and map it out and freehand draw it and put it on the poles outside for everyone to see. It'd be yeah, crazy. us Asians are crazy. Yes, us Asians. He's, he's making his claim. Okay, so <laughs> uh, as far as, like, places that I, like, like, if I could go back to that time period and be like, man, this was a missed opportunity. I mean, mm-hmm. because we've done Greyhound Bathroom. We've done, I mean, I'm trying to think of a place we didn't. Um, I don't know, the White House? Like, well, there's got to be some place <laughs> where I, like, didn't have access to some shit. Um, at wrestling shows, uh, we left a pool party to go into the car and do it, um, which was actually a funny story because when we left to do that, first of all, everybody was drunk, right? So I, we left to do that. And when we had left, uh, no, everyone was by the pool. Behind, like, the way that the thing was set up, it was a pool, and then the front of the pool was a house, and then the street. So the pool was behind the house, right? You can't see the car from the pool. So we're like, all right, this is as good a place as any, because we're at a friend's house, and her parents are there, so we can't do it in the house. So we're going to go to the car. It's my car. We're going to do it in the car. And it just so happens, bad luck, that something broke uh, by the pool, and it pissed off the parents, so the party was over. So I'm about mm. mid-deep my wife in the pool party empties out. Oh, and no. Everyone has to walk by my car to get to their cars. So performance anxiety was a thing, brother. Oh, it, my God. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, you know, we, we, we got to where we were headed. I'm just saying. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. I I thought that was a funny question because it's just, I I don't know, man. I've been in a few scenarios where stuff could have went down, dude. And my, like you said before, I just overthink the fuck out of everything, man. I can't work. Can't work under that pressure, dude. Under that pressure. I'm a performer in real life. So it doesn't, that kind of stuff doesn't. Ah, Okay. You prefer them to walk by the car. No, it's not a preference. It's not not about a personal preference. It's just a matter of, I'm, the way that I always thought about it is, uh, or I, the way that I got through it, I should say, in that moment, is I look where I'm at, right? Like, like I'm I'm doing a bunch of shit that these dudes came here to do. Mm-hmm. What kind of guys go to a pool party with a bunch of chicks not trying to get it? Mm. I'm the only one that got it. Damn. So, you know, I, there were people, like, high-fiving the glass. They're like, all right. They were, they, <laughs> it was a very supportive group. They weren't like, it wasn't like high school where they were like, because we were adults at this point. So it wasn't like high school. Like, oh, look at these guys over here. They were like, hey, man, congrats. You know, it was almost like we just announced our wedding for the first time. They were like, oh, congratulations. All right. You got some pussy. Good job. Good job. I saw you out there, man. You yeah, did well. Right, yeah. I must have seen you on your fifth maybe six pump and i was like man he's in the zone you know i was really <laughs> he's in, I was he really, really he's really in his flow yeah, moment right was, now he was in his flow there you go see he was uh, with the right amount of challenges <laughs> <laughs> he was in really oh, man. so there you go all right well you survived man you I did it you did successfully it. completed that. the lightning round <laughs> see where you go see not that big a deal this wasn't that bad it all worked itself out, and apparently I am an expert number selector. You apparently. are. You do. You sequence that like goddamn perfect. We did not go over these questions beforehand. He did not know did any not. of these. <laughs> we did not. It, just it was actually a question of did he want me to just kind of pick them randomly and say them or him? And we added. We decided obviously for him to pick the numbers, and that's the way they fell. And I don't think I could have organized that any better. Right. That worked out great. That worked out. Fan. Fantastic. So real quick again, uh, 
as an opportunity here to plug shamelessly. Uh, you just released, no, not just, has it been a few days now? Godfall, the final review for Deceived Day? Oh, dude, you're behind. I, you, I got another video out. Is it I, up already so or, or is it coming it's already it, No, it's already up. If anything, I'm actually finishing up another one for this weekend. There you go. See? See, because so, I'm reminded. I've by... been doing it for one month now. I can't believe that went by so fast. Fast, that, bro. That fourth episode, that fourth episode, that fourth uh, video that I put up marked exactly one month from when I put yeah. the first one out. So you debuted. and I can already see the progress in myself. So it, it feels really good to to keep getting these out there. It's good. I mean, you you said that a month you debuted on this show in October. I know. I went back. What did I go back for? Oh, I was having a problem with, I don't know if every, I'm sure a lot of people go through it and it lasts longer for each person who does content or talking or anything like that. But I was having a really big problem with my voice. Like hearing my voice was driving me nuts in my videos. I felt like I was a little lost or like not saying my words deliberately or I was, it very, it came off like I was thinking about what I'm going to say rather than just saying it. And I was talking, I was talking to the missus there and she goes, dude, what? I, she goes, it's going to be like that because you're talking to yourself. But if you go back and listen to the podcast, listen to yourself talk, you don't sound that way. And it's probably just because you're talking to someone. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be different. And I'm like, okay, good night. Gave her a kiss and walked out the door, loaded up the podcast. I think it was the, uh, the round table we did. Uh, for Survivor Series, and I went back and listened to that. I'm like, oh my god, I do sound completely different, and it's probably just because I'm talking to people. Yeah. But all right, so that made me feel better, and it made me realize that it's just a developmental thing. I have to get comfortable with just speaking to myself and stuff like that, to, like normally, uh, and it should come off a little bit better. And I do see the progress a little bit, but I'm actually more impressed with some of the ideas i thought the hardest part about this would be coming up with video ideas or content and i'm actually starting to get like really inspired to try different things so i don't know so far so good nothing crazy uh and well, that's where i'm at with that anyway that was the, the biggest reason why i invited you to be on the show because i was doing the podcast by myself for forever and i right. wasn't feeling the challenge of it anymore like when it was new when i was doing it like every if you look back at my earlier episodes i was trying to come up with concepts to challenge myself with you know right. I was sticking sticking to certain topics i was bringing on certain people as guests or whatever and i was just trying different things after a while there's only but so many times you can talk to yourself in a room at night right and just go this is not working out and i almost i don't know why i was like i'm thinking about just not doing this anymore because it's not doing it for me anymore and it was right it was Steph's idea to be like, well, why don't you get someone to talk to you? And a bunch of people were like, I'll be the one to talk to you, but no, I don't have the same, doesn't have the same meaning uh, as this relationship. So I was like, nah. As soon as you told me, it's like, yeah, I'd be interested. I'm like, bro. Because, I, you know, you, you, you for a long time, you coming out of your show was a big deal. Like, you, yeah. you had a shell up for quite a while. I was always kind of the loud fucking one for forever. And now here you are yelling at people on YouTube, too. So, there it is. Hey, it's, and it's fun to do that, man. It's, it's, it's almost, it's I addicting, dude. I told you. It's addicting. The, 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 the hardest part, if anybody out there is interested in doing stuff like this or making videos or anything like that, the hardest part about this, man, is just to 
just be creative, do what you feel like you want to do, regardless if you feel like you're behind or people, right. there's tons of videos out like this already. Like try to ignore that shit. Cause it is going to fester in your brain mm -hmm. and ignore the analytics. Look at it to see if you get any good feedback, but don't look at it in a sense or compare yourself to someone else, man. Just, just go in there, just do it, have fun. It becomes so addicting to just come up with ideas and see them come to life it's it's a lot of fun so that's what i'm trying to focus on and that last video i put out has a probably the least amount of views but i didn't have nor put it up there for her friends to see or nothing i literally didn't tell anybody i posted it because i just wanted to see what kind of foot traffic it would get on its own and it got it got a little bit so that was that was really encouraging and stuff like that yeah. so if you're gonna try to do some stuff like this dude just ignore the analytics get better and things will happen and that it's train all of it's transferable to something else even if it doesn't work out so that's the way i'm trying to look at it analytics change yeah, you know, it, it changes over time. I said it when I started this podcast because that was one of the things that was frustrating in my head. You know, everyone has a podcast. Why the fuck would anyone listen to mine? And then it dawned right. on me, oh, right, I'm me. And that's it. Just, like, you know, that's it. You know, and, and I've had my ups and my downs. Every podcaster will tell you there's ups, there's downs, there's ebbs, there's flows. But as long as you're doing content you enjoy doing, it'll, right. it'll always be fun. At least right. there's always fun involved and all that stuff. That's why I always try to incorporate as many people into the show as I possibly can because it's just more fun for people that way. I right. don't think anyone has a problem listening to me talk, but I have a problem with listening to me or any podcaster talk for right. three, four, five fucking hours. I don't. That's all, my bag, all dude. by himself. Not for, not for me. Like, it's got, like, even, even another person. Like, I listen to the podcast I listen to the most is Cornette. And Cornette has the one other person. So even that dynamic where it's just that one other person. I, I, I've gone, I've listened to podcasts where it's the other way as well. There was a buddy of mine who did a podcast and he wanted me, this was early before this show, where he had heard me on another show, liked what I did and was like, hey, you want to join my show? And I thought about it for a second until I realized he had extended that offer to like eight other people. And right. Were, and he, he was going to get like an actual like, round table like there was gonna be like eight nine heads i was like you out of your mind no i'm all set that's yeah that's too that's many that's too much it's just too much too many people trying to get their point of view in too many that's why if you notice even for my round tables i always max myself off four that's right. it i can corral yeah. three other people into shutting up i can't sit like, here i listen to the joe budden podcast and that one has four but it works for them because they all have chemistry. They do very well with not interrupting themselves. Yeah. And there's a balance. You have the one guy who doesn't talk that much at all, but he does say things and he is entertaining. You have the other guy who talks a little bit more than him, but he, again, he doesn't say much. Then you have the A mic, which is Joe. He just goes off. And then you have his B mic who talks like more of like the devil's advocate back and forth with him more often. And the other two kind of just chime in here. It works. It flows. But if they were all like a Mike personalities would four suck. would just be way too much. And that's the problem with a lot of these podcasts, because a lot of these people who do podcasts don't have any actual training and stuff like this. So as soon as they get in front of a mic, they just, they just want to talk. Right. They're just like, they don't even know what they're saying. I just want to contribute. I'm a part of the show. I'm a host. God damn it. And right. it give you know, chemistry and relatability and subject matter all of these things 
uh, get taken into account when you put these projects together and this kind of content together. That's why mm-hmm. I always try to mix it up here as well. So right now you're on. You, you went. Uh, you went your whole life not doing any of this shit, and now you're doing a whole bunch of these shits. And now, <laughs> now yeah, it's, like, it's now a lot, you, man. Yeah, it's it's. But the thing that the hardest part, the hardest part about all of this, is the fact that I can't devote more time to it. Like that's how I feel. Like it's something that I've wanted to do for so long and just either not have the courage to do it because that's another thing. Like we tell ourselves we're not shy. We're not like whatever. We just don't feel like doing it. No, that's bullshit because if you are creative and you don't do something, it's probably because, and it's hard to admit this, but you're just afraid of criticism. And that's really what it is for me, what it came down to or what I learned. So the fact that like – I kind of lost where I was talking about there. <laughs> lost the boat. No, but I get what you're trying to say. You're trying to say that sometimes people get in their own heads and they have assistance in that. You right. know, like when you like you're on YouTube, right? So, right. I mean, how many people talk about YouTube comments all the time? Like how hectic? Like Wreck It Ralph. It's like don't ever read the YouTube comments ever. Right. As right. Right. As, as soon as you realize that you have a creative bone in your body, if you can dissociate yourself from the opinions of others, you're going to be a powerful individual. Right. That's it. That's what I do. I don't That's give a it, shit man. anybody else. Just do it. If anybody out there listening is thinking about doing something, man, just do it, fucking man. do it. If you fail, you fail. But the shit that you will learn from trying to put this together may take you to another passion that you have. So yeah, go I, for it, man. I talk a good game. But even I fucking, like, there's been plenty of situations where I've gotten fucking. You were mentioning earlier, like, about, like, great moments in my career and things that I've done. I will never forget the day that I walked into the building for a show. I'm dressed to the nines. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to uh, perform and, and do this ring announcing gig and, and get in front of these people. And <clears throat> I'm in Laboom in Queens, and it's surrounded by all this great stuff. And Evolve is in the building because they got to do the paper. We're, we're opening for them. You know, we're going to do an hour or two before they go on. Then they go live on pay-per-view for their two hours. So, uh, you know, Evolve was very specific with me and with a few other people who are going to be part of production, especially with me because I'm the first face they're going to see that night. You know, so they're like, listen, we really need the crowd, you know, amped and pumped, and we need that energy flowing. We need that energy from you and give me all my notes. And uh, Oh, and by the way, William Regal is here. And I'm like, ha, ha. Funny, nah, nigga, he right there. And I'm like, oh shit, there's Lord Stephen Regal, a real man's man. He's right there. That's and I'm it. Like, so what is he here for? Oh, he's scouting, scouting. Oh, okay. And I'm the first person everyone's seeing. Yep, you're the first person. Okay. Let me tell you something. I've never had a tighter ass and sweatier pits than the five minutes before I went through that fucking curtain. Thankfully, I was wearing all black that night, so you can tell neither was happening. Right. But there's situations like that when you get thrown into it and you're like, all right, just do. And, uh, you know, it could be very, very taxing on you. And that's, a, and that's a good point. I'm telling you, that's another man. We're just stumbling upon so many good conversations. But just to keep it short, that that's a that's a good point right there. Right. So I come to realize that everyone has opportunity in front of them. Uh, but sometimes or not sometimes, most of the time you're not prepared for them. So they seem so out of reach. Right. Like if right. you weren't doing what you did for so long, like you have so much experience and you were shitting yourself at that moment. Can you imagine if you had almost none like you would you would not only be terrible 
but <laughs> you would that, that opportunity would be like oh he's not there's no way i could impress him because i just don't have it right but you have to do things where if you're interested in something you have to do things even if you think you're bad because you're going to get better in that moment where that opportunity comes up, would you rather have two years of experience of being semi-bad or bad but getting better or being completely bad? You know what I'm saying? So, like, you just have to do things that you're interested in and that you love so that when that opportunity arises, you at least have some experience and you can perform. You may not win, but you'll at least have an opportunity, whereas if you just sat around and did nothing – then you'll just squander every opportunity that passes by you, and you may not even notice them as opportunities because your brain's not even there. So yeah. I don't know. That's just some of the stuff I've been thinking about. But oh, that's good. The, the random thoughts of Brother Dave. We have to have that's a second about man. that. Uh, what what are the? I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast. It's just now being popping into my head. I uh, I think the reason why my confidence level in what I did. Because you were saying before about, oh, you're so experienced. I wasn't always experienced. And I remember the first night. I don't know if you remember. It was uh, that, that December show, that very, very first night where I first went out there with Shane Douglas and all that other stuff. Like way, way, way years ago. I remember going to that show, and it was the first time that I was going to be a part of a show. And I wasn't ring announcing that night. But I was going to be, quote, unquote, the FSW representative or management or whatever it was and shane douglas i want this i I will never for i will never not name drop these four because they were so huge in my career and this was the first time ever but it was shane douglas homicide sammy callahan and uh gilbert from wwc in all in puerto rico and i mean we're talking about four great workers uh great talkers just Icons in the business, and they're in the ring arguing, and my job is to go out there and let them know that the arguing is for nothing because they're going to compete in a four-way that night, which was already announced, but what they didn't know was that they were going to compete to become the first ever FSW heavyweight champion. That was my only goal for the night, mm-hmm. my only job, and then I was going to come out later and present the belt and blah, blah, blah. That was my only job, but basically my first night in the business, technically speaking, on paper, I have to go into the ring and cut a promo in front of four of the best promo guys I've personally ever seen. Right. So <laughs> I remember that night when we first got to the building, Steph was with me and we were going over stuff and blah, blah. And I remember talking to Shane because Shane was very instrumental in my career at the very, very start. So by this time, by the first show, I, I kind of already had a rapport with Shane a little bit. So I was like, you know, I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. I had a rapport with a guy that I grew up watching, but it's it's it was so fun to talk to him sometimes and pick his brain. And I remember, you know, I don't want to go out there and suck. All right, you've seen me cut promos. You know I can cut a promo. I just don't want to be that guy who can cut a promo in his shower. But now right. I'm in front of an audience and I can't get a word out. Yeah, you're only invisible when people aren't looking at right, you. Right, exactly. So he he said you got to go out there. You got to have the confidence because especially I'm, I'm I'm supposed to be the guy in charge. Right, so you got to go out there. You got to have the confidence. You, you got to go out there and just do it. You do your thing and, and say what you got to say. And, and if you say what you have to say with confidence, they'll buy it. It'll give us something to feed off of. He goes, just remember, there's four of us in there. Somebody will say something. You're not in there alone. I said, I know, but I just don't want my part to be the corny part of the promo. Right. And he said, let me explain something to you. He Classic goes, overthinking, guys. Right. If you're listening, Classic to this. overthinking. So he, so this is what he told me. It's been stuck with me ever since. He goes, is this your lady? 
He pointed at Steph. He goes, is, is this your lady? I said, yeah. He goes, are you guys married? I said, yeah, we're married. He goes, so no disrespect. He said, you're banging this every night. Hmm. I said, yeah, I'm banging it every night. He goes, so you're a winner. <laughs> you're a winner. You won. Look at this chick. She's hot. She's giving you sex. She talks to you all the time. You're a winner. I said, yeah. He goes, all right, then go out there and be a fucking winner. That's it. What is anybody going to say to you? Fucking winner, man. He That's goes, it, what, dude. He goes, what, is, what can anyone, he goes, this is one of the things you have to learn about this business. And this piece of advice, I think, goes to all creativity, whatever you, whatever aspect you put to it. He, he told me, he goes, what can anyone say to you when you've already won? It's like when you win the NBA title or Super Bowl, right? Oh, I don't like John Elway. Fuck him. He's a scrub. How am I a scrub? I got a world title. I won. I'm right. a winner. Opinions about me as a person don't matter if I'm already a winner. And that's what he told me. He said, you, if they boo you, if they tell you you can't cut a promo, or what, it doesn't matter. You're a winner. And for right. as long as you carry yourself as a winner, they're going to believe that you're a winner. And the that's rest it. will take care of itself. Every single time I went out through that curtain and had to host a show, whenever I walked into that ring and had a microphone. You just imagine banging was, your wife. I, <laughs> I just walked in there like I had the biggest dick in the room every single time. I talked to the audience like everything was going to be fun. Everything was going to be great. I guarantee it. This is going to be knowing full well for some of those shows. They were in for a shitty night. I still sold the idea. I dangled that carrot in front of them. We just like, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. And they believed it. Right. And there's been a lot of times where I was told to my face that I would save shows just based on the way that I handled the audience after a shooty match. Right. And that they would change the card around because they're like, well, that match was garbage, but AJ got him up again. So let's move this match that we know is going to be super good and move that down to get him back. And then we'll put out our, our other matches and blah, blah, blah. So, it, again, it, the point and what I'm trying to make, it, it's it's compounding upon what you said. It, you got to have, you got to have chutzpah, man. You got to have a little piece of you that just says, no, fuck everybody else. I know what I'm talking about. I do this all the especially someone like you. You've been playing games your whole goddamn life. They make these games now specifically for people just like you. Mm. So... If you've got an opinion on something, if you're seeing something, like I heard your videos, you talk sometimes very technical about right. the stuff that's going on. I mean, you're going frame by frame. You know, you're right. like, hey, slow this down, and then this game might be more enjoyable or more playable or this, this. If you give the player more access to this and da da da. That shit that a regular fucking idiot like me who doesn't play these games like that would right. never even think to include in my assessment of a game. For me, it's like, well, I can't, if I hit this one button, it doesn't do everything for me, so I'm done. It, it, there's, right. uh, there's, there's levels to this, and it's the same thing that I do here for the wrestling thing. But right. now you're experiencing it now being on my show, uh, how similar the two worlds are. Because if someone walked up to you, who's never played a game in his fucking life, heard your video and was like, well, that's dumb. And you're like, bro, you don't even fucking play this. What are you talking about? It's the same thing with wrestling. When right. we sit here and we go, oh, well, that was dumb, they go, well, what are you talking about? Because blah, 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 blah. But you don't do this. I'm giving you an opinion based on what I know from years of doing this. Right, right. You're giving me an opinion based on something that you like from years of watching it. It's not the same thing. Uh, yeah. 
So yeah, the feel, the some people will feel some. They'll play the same game. They'll feel something and be like, I don't like this, and walk away. Whereas like other people, probably like myself, will play it and goes, okay, this is why it feels bad. So yeah, yeah it's just it, it. Like I said, we we spun off <laughs> a completely no, but that's different fine. We topic. Had time for it. This is fine. But, it's not like we're over. But uh, yeah, that I mean, that's that's pretty much what it comes down to, man. And honestly, at the end of the day, that's where I want to go with what I'm doing. I have a lot of ideas. Uh, I'm just trying to get better at this point, uh, where I feel more comfortable to. Uh, continue on with those ideas that i have i know there's another segment video thing i want to do where it's kind of not even necessarily talking about video games it's more talking about life but i want to have the imagery of video games behind it because video games is what helped me with those things and being positive and getting through life and life issues and mental health and stuff like that but i want to intertwine it with gaming because that's how i feel like i've survived life you know what i mean like i've gotten through my hardest times by playing video games but through that process of me you know not wanting to get to d- deep depression or being in, in or being in depression but being able to survive it because of the interactions and stuff like that i feel like those goes hand in hand and i feel like there is definitely a market out there for it definitely. while also not being that guy and goes hey i'm doing this and you should listen to me for this. I just want things to be a little bit more organic. So that's where we're heading I, with it. I'll be a little. I a opened little up this back. podcast by telling people I don't give a fuck if you listen to me or not. Right. Like that. I if you go back to episode one. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I was like, I don't give a shit if you listen to me. I'm doing this for me. I'm doing this to get this shit off my chest. If you enjoy it, hooray! Right. If you don't, fucking keep kicking rocks. I don't get really. I don't really give a shit. I'm 169 right. episodes in now. I still don't give a shit. Uh, the right. metrics have changed my opinion somewhat, but that's only because the metrics will tell me what people like and what they don't like. So I try to design more, obviously, gear it toward what they do like so people will enjoy what they're listening to when they do. But when people hit me up and all that interview sucked, all right, well, so does your mom. What do they have in common? I don't give a fuck. I'm going to keep moving right. and just do what it is I'm going to do. So that's that. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we have gone on off at a tangent. But I think, you know what, not for nothing, I still enjoyed it. I think this is some stuff that we mentioned here that some of you people who are listening to the show absolutely need to hear. Get off of your ass. What was it uh, Steve Austin said? Uh, get your ass to the gym. That's, That's it. it. That's, I'll never forget that Stone Cold. You're, do you know what episode I'm talking about? When he was responding, he was responding to fan questions, and somebody, some lady, uh, sent him a, uh, an email saying that her husband was like one of his biggest fans or whatever and that's right and that sometimes when he does his shows he gives uh uh some uh some motivation to his fans she was right. like he could really use some motivation right now he's down in the dumps yeah and, i remember that yeah, yeah and he was like hey hey brother this is stone cold steve austin and what you need to do is get your ass to the gym i was like yeah, yeah do it too, steve. so that's my life motto get your ass to the gym which by the way i gotta hit the weights when this is over all right, so go. we're going to start clanging and banging. So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is actually one of the shorter episodes that me and my brother have done, but it was one of the more fun ones, man. Lightning round was awesome. We got into some philosophical conversation about podcasting and entertainment. This was an all-around jam-packed episode, bro. So, and we had to do it in a shorter amount of time, which means what, folks? We ramble too much on these other episodes, I'm telling you. <laughs> too hard. Really? Too that hard. felt like it was just as long as the other ones. It, well, that's because we were... Uh, because of the time thing, we were engaged 
we were just as engaged, but in a shorter amount of time. Is what it was. The timing that just of it, means that just means we have some refining to do. That's refining. all. Refining. There you go. That's a good word to use. We're not rambling. We're just <laughs> we're just <laughs> need to focus more. So next week, live, seven p.m. when she's uncensored mind goes live on the official Facebook page as we prepare for our Xmas as fuck extravaganza part two. My Christmas sweater was ready. I've got the hat. I got the Christmas tree up. We're going to be looking dope. I'm super excited. I'm not requiring you to wear anything. I'll bring all the Christmas joy. If you do, you don't. That's fine. I'm not oh, I'll, be, I'll be geared. Oh, he'll be geared. Don't you there worry. You there you go. And, of course, our little special guest, an old friend of the show, will be returning to give us some Christmas glee. It'll be fun. And, as a matter of fact, last year, uh, not only did we have a musical guest, I read a poem. An old Christmas poem. This year, I will not be reading a Christmas poem. I will be reading a refined wrestling Christmas story. Oh, yes. okay. It'll be story time with a Christmas-themed wrestling aspect. It will be interesting. It'll be creative. And it'll be next week, 7 p.m. live on the official Orsini's Uncensored Mind Facebook page. Do you want to go ahead and let them know uh, about that most recent episode from Deceived Dave? What is that one on? Uh, so I'm, I am currently making videos on uh, a very popular game at the moment, uh, Genshin Impact. So I just put together my first video on that of like the characters and stuff that I'm using. I'm working on individual videos for each character. I'm going to try to do as many of those as I want while also just kind of being creative with the editing. So I, I'm, this is a learning process for me. So right now it's just Genshin, but overall the the channel is just going to be things that I'm interested in, games that I want to play and try out, maybe okay. reviews on them. If I enjoy them after the review, I'll do more in-depth content on each one. It's literally everything that came to mind when I was sitting here wanting to do stuff. Now that I got the flow, I'm just I'm making random stuff. I'm just I'm just doing what you did in the beginning and just doing a bunch of variety. I'm sure yeah. something will pop off so and, and and become maybe more you know, particular, but until then, I'm just trying to get good at editing, to be honest with you. So check it out if you're interested. Deceive Dave. It's it's nothing crazy. It's just me talking about some games. If you're in the games, stop on by and uh, listen to me rant about video games. And I don't get a chance to play video games as much anymore, but uh, amongst all this Disney stuff, there was a game trailer released the other day that's got me pretty fucking excited. Back for Blood... <laughs> has got me all kinds of erect in the pants. Oh, okay. uh, have you seen the trailer to this? Do you know about this? Have you Ooh. heard about this? So it's called Back for Blood? Oh, Lord, my! It's basically Left 4 Dead 3. Okay. Yes. That silence meant it meant something to you. Good. When this is over, I'm going to show you the trailer because. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, yeah. You're right. It is essentially that. Yeah, Ooh, okay. Right. Is this coming out anytime soon? June. Or? It's coming out June, June twenty. All right. Well, looks like at least minimum June. We looks like we might have a little bit of a collaboration here. Yes. Happening. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, give me some time to play it. It's new and. I don't want to oh, no, 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 no. First impressions <laughs> first, is where it's at, first, man. Yes, actually, you know what? It might be more funny if I'm learning it for the first time on camera. You don't got to be good, dude. That's <laughs> It's all about, listen, we'll talk. 
We'll make it happen. All right, guys. Next week, we celebrate Christmas, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for enjoying. Thank you for sharing. And, of course, I fucked it up again. But that's okay. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your week. We'll see you next week for Christmas. 100 episodes now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.